Hey, Story Pillar friends, it's me, Meg, grown-ups. If you and your kids are looking for a great way to wind down your minds and bodies before bed, check out Sleep Tight Relax. It's a podcast from the creators of Sleep Tight Stories that blends relaxation techniques, soothing music, and dream-inducing stories that will help your family drift calmly off to sleep. Find Sleep Tight Relax wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. Uh, that's Sneak, and it looks like he's an angry caterpillar with red sneakers today. You can say that again, fountain pen. Uh, Meg, could you please tell my brother that his 90 zillion feet are almost touching my chair? Uh, and that's Bean. Uh, she's a butterfly with a yellow hat, and... Well, excuse me, Bumblebee. Meg, could you please tell my sister that she's breathing too loudly and I'm trying to concentrate? Uh, stop looking at me. Stop smelling me. Ew, why would I want to smell you? Because I smell like pizza and toothbrushes. Who wouldn't want to smell me? Stop it. Oh dear. Um, Sparky, do you know what's going on with those two today? Hmm, I still don't speak giant chicken, and Sneak seems a little, uh, occupied. You big old blueberry boot! What does that even mean? What do you even mean, you lean green bean? Okay, well, maybe we can figure out what's going on during the feelings check-in. Okay, ready, Sparky? Now that you know who we are, this is Story Pillar. Story Pillar. Story Pillar! I feel a story coming on Wonder where we'll end up today We'll blast around the world We'll sneak and be leading the way Go Story Pillar, we're in this together No stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar, shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter with friends everyone. Welcome to the ninth episode of Story Pillar Season 2. This is a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Fantastic advice, like how to teach treacherous, traitorous tricksters to be truly trustworthy. Sneak, I'm not a traitor. I just talk to the boots, sister, because these ears are closed for International Sneaky Scheming Sister Day. (laughs) Sneak. Uh, okay. I think I might have an idea of what's going on. Um, so let's quickly check in with our listeners and Sneak and Bean and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. Listeners, how are you feeling today? Well, I wasn't expecting that. What? The crunching sounds? I think someone was eating popcorn. (laughs) No, not that. A lot of listeners like 
said they're feeling upset because we're fighting or whatever. You can bet your sweet, salty soccer balls we are because of your beantastically beastly betrayal. <laughs> but, Sneak, I just, I just wanted to... Hmm, you sound really frustrated, Bean. Um, why don't you try a deep breath and start at the beginning? <sighs> Okay, so my class has a pet hedgehog named Cactus, and like, it's my turn to bring her home for the weekend and feed her and play with her and like, clean her tiny little books or whatever. Um, tiny books? Uh, yeah, she really likes poetry and manga for some reason. Anyway, mom said I could only bring her home if I like, let Sneak help too. But when I tried to move that cute little cuddle cactus into the skate park roller disco ring ice cream parlor I made her out of egg cartons. You snatched her right out of my tiny little caterpillar hands faster than a ferret on a falcon even though you double triple spitball pinky baby don't promise you would. <laughs> but she's not like your class pet sneak. She like belongs to my class. Why can't I ever just have something that's just mine? Just once. Ugh. Oh, I'm sorry you're both feeling so rotten, but we do have our sticky situation. What do you do when someone breaks a promise? Wait a hairy little half second. Does that mean it's story time? <laughs> yep. Let's see if our story can help us figure this out. This week, we're traveling to Pakistan, a country in South Asia bordered by India to the east, Afghanistan and Iran to the west, and China to the northeast. Pakistan is famous for its massively megatastic mountains. Nice one! Peggy, Peggy. Thanks. <laughs> Including two of the highest mountain ranges in the world, the Himalayas and the Karakara Mountains. It's also the home of K2, which is over 8,600 meters or about five miles tall and is the world's second highest mountain peak after Mount Everest in nearby Nepal. Talk about tall Castoriferoo. Oh, and Pakistan has dolls, which are these amazing animals that kind of look like a fox mixed with a German shepherd. Oh, and instead of barking, they whistle when they're hunting. I talked all about it on my snake attack last week, which was the bee's cheese, by the way. <laughs> Before we start the story, many people in Pakistan speak Punjabi, and my friend Diksha said that Satsriyakal is one way of saying hello. Here, I'll say that again. Satsriyakal. Wanna try? Satsriyakal. Yep. Listeners, your turn. Great. Okay, since you're both so upset, we're gonna skip the rocket this week. So let's just close our eyes and imagine a forest with trees as tall as mountains and maybe a river and some noisy bugs and a very busy honey badger with an important party to plan. Party Plan Tell Ya Drop by Denise Flores, adapted from The Tiger and the Hare, a South Asian folktale. Hi. 
Honey Badger studied his friend's faces as he pawed up to the old tree stump in the middle of the sunny clearing. It was a big tree stump. When he was still just a fuzzy little cub, a storm had brought down one of the tallest trees in the forest. And after many years of rain and wind, its edges had smoothed down, making it the perfect place to gather. As the birds squawked out a greeting, he stood on his hind legs and cleared his throat. <clears> throat> okay, y'all, uh, tomorrow is Dole's birthday? A birthday? And I was thinking, let's throw her a surprise party! Lovely. Yeah, right. Yippee! Porcupine excitedly pawed the air. I can blow up the balloons! Okay, thanks, Porcupine. Honey Badger made a check mark on his clipboard, then looked around at the remaining potential helpers. Uh, for you, Langer, can you maybe... I don't like birthday parties. The frowning monkey hopped up and shook the morning dew from her yellow-orange fur. Everyone gasped. <gasps> Peacock shook his feathers. Owl turned her head upside down, and Porcupine looked like he might burst into tears. Whoa, do that. Like, he doesn't like birthday parties, <laughs> spluttered Crocodile, his jaw dropping open. Uh, me, that's who. So if you don't mind, I have some trees to climb. And off she hopped, leaping from one branch to the next until she disappeared into the forest. Okay, well, I guess I can set the table. Honey Badger scanned his list. Uh, can you bake the cake, Crocodile? <laughs> Dude, I love making cakes, bro. <laughs> Especially the, like, frosting. <laughs> Crocodile rubbed his snout with his claws and set to dreaming up a list of ingredients. Okay, uh, let's see. Honey Badger gestured toward the surrounding trees. Owl, can you make this clearing look dazzling? Owl yawned and rubbed her nearly closed eyes with one wing. <sighs> yeah, I think I can come up with some decoration ideas. Great. Honey Badger made another tick and pointed the tip of his freshly sharpened pencil in Peacock's direction. Um, Peacock, uh, how about you bring the cups and plates? Peacock lifted his head, fanned out his tail, and agreed. You need cups and plates? Peacock can get your cups and plates. <coughs> well, hot diggity, now we're cooking with gas. Honey Badger smiled and propped a paw on his hip. You know, this is gonna be the best party ever. Oh, but remember, he pretended to lock his lips and toss an invisible key into a prickly bush. It's a surprise, he finished in a whisper. The animals nodded, sealed their own mouths with imaginary keys, then skittered off to prepare for the big celebration. The next day, Honey Badger was padding along under the feathery pines when he spotted Crocodile. He was stretched out on the riverbank with his arms behind his head. Uh, how's the cake coming, Crocodile? <laughs> oh, hey man. Crocodile tore his eyes from a passing cloud. Uh, I was just thinking, bro, should I make up like lemon cake or like a chocolate one? <laughs> he blinked dreamily. Honey Badger rocked back on his heels and slowly shook his head. Um, I think as long as there's an actual cake to, you know, eat, she'll love it either way. <laughs> okay, cool, bro. Crocodile's eyes drifted back to the sky. Whoa, I'll just like, oh, oh look at that cloud, dude. <laughs> it looks just like a cake. <gasps> That's what I'll make for Dole's party, man. A cloud cake, right? <laughs> Honey Badger looked up and squinted, but no matter how hard he stared, the cloud just looked like a regular puffball. Uh, 
Sure thing, crocodile. Uh, <laughs> he forced a smile. Uh, good luck with the cake. That's not made of clouds. He finished in a whisper, then walked off into the forest, trying hard to push down the knot of worry creeping into his belly. A little later on, Honey Badger stumbled upon Owl, bringing together garlands of bright pink tamarisk flowers. Hey Owl, looking good. He climbed up on the old stump and surveyed her handiwork. Oh, hey Honey Badger. <sighs> Owl's beak split open nearly as wide as her face. I really want to hang more <sighs> from the trees. Ooh. She rustled a wingful of vibrant blossoms. But it's way past my bedtime. Honey Badger Ooh. watched her eyelids snap closed like window shutters. Um, Owl? He gently tapped her wing. She jerked awake with a snort. <sighs> Holy hotcakes. Then sleepily shoved a bundle of petals and leaves in Honey Badger's direction. Could you maybe finish for me? She pleaded, then flapped off to find her bed. <sighs> Thank you. Um... Oh, okay. He scratched his head and eyed the mountain of flowers piled at his feet. I can finish the decorations, I guess. <sighs> the sun was already low in the sky when a sound like gunfire drew Honey Badger's attention to the other side of the clearing. He covered his ears with one paw and used the other to push aside a curtain of stringy vines. Porcupine's bristly back came into sight. Bits of exploded rubber sprinkling his spines like confetti. Oh, fiddle fattle! Porcupine threw down another ruined balloon. Uh, porcupine? Honey Badger arched an eyebrow in concern. Everything okay? No, I'll never finish in time. I just keep hopping. Ugh. He flopped down on a rock. I just can't do this. Oh, hey, it's, it's okay, buddy. I, I can blow up the balloons before the party. He glanced at the darkening sky. Uh, I think, anyway. Just then, Crocodile came crashing through the underbrush, arms loaded with huge bags of flour and a giant silver bowl balanced precariously atop his head. Hey, dude, honey badger. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. Crocodile panted Ooh. and tried to catch his breath. Bro, I was like totally gonna make the cake man but it was like such a tubular day that i like went river surfing and like forgot all about it dude <laughs> isn't that like hilarious <laughs> he carefully sat everything down and smiled hopefully claws clasped together under his scaly chin but i like totally brought you all the ingredients dude uh okay Okay, uh, uh, guess I can make the cake too. Thanks, bro. You're like the possumus. Later, Gator. <laughs> Honey Badger glanced at the unfinished everything and ran a paw over his snout. <sighs> Holy Honey Pops, I got a feeling this is gonna be a long night. The next morning, just as the sun poked its way through the trees, Honey Badger tied the last balloon. Everything was ready for Dole's party. The flowers were hung, the cake was in place, and the balloons were blown. But Honey Badger couldn't even manage a proud glance before his eyes fluttered shut. All he could do was drag himself onto the tree stump, careful not to get a foot full of frosting, and collapse in a puddle of exhaustion. Watch your spines. Stop it.
Before long, the animals appeared at the edge of the tree, whispering with excitement and leading a blindfolded doll. Everybody just keep moving. They beamed admiringly at the rosy flowers, the fluttering white tablecloth, and the cheerful balloons bobbing in the morning breeze. But they jolted to a stop at the sight of the drooling, snoring honey badger curled up next to the towering yellow cake. <gasps> Crocodile coughed and tugged at Dole's blindfold. Uh, like, surprise? He dropped his eyes and shuffled his feet. Oh, wow. Dole's eyes grew wide, then narrowed as they settled on her thoroughly pooped friend. Uh, why is honey badger snuggling with my birthday cake? Owl flattened her ears and looked away. Uh, I think I heard him around 3am maybe, uh, making the cake and blowing up balloons? Wait, I thought Crocodile made the cake. Porcupine scrunched his nose in confusion. Well, like, uh, dude, I did, like, gather all the ingredients, but, like, you see, bro, uh... So let me get this straight. Honey Badger made the cake and he blew up the balloons? I tried. Porcupine whined and shook out his spines. But they kept popping. <laughs> Dole smiled sympathetically, then studied the wreath of pink blossoms Honey Badger was using as a pillow. Well, the flowers look nice. Uh, who was in charge of those? Oh, well, I picked the flowers. Owl grinned sheepishly. But Honey Badger sort of did the rest. Uh, <sighs> Dole shot her friends a frown. Honey Badger made the cake, blew up the balloons, and hung all the flowers? Everyone nodded, and a wave of nervous coughs and pink cheeks swept through the ashamed animals. No wonder he practically fell asleep on top of my cake. A sudden smack of lips pulled their eyes away from Dole's scolding. Still tastes good, Langer mumbled through a mouthful of frosting. She burped, and an avalanche of cake crumbs tumbled off her chin and landed on Honey Badger's nose like freshly fallen snow. Whoa, dudette, I thought you said you didn't like parties. No one told me there was going to be cake. Langer stuck out her tongue and reached for another fistful. Whoa, where have you been, dudette? Everybody knows birthday parties have cake. Crocodile shot back, then blushed as he remembered his own failed promise. He stuck out a claw and scooped a fingerful of yellow icing into his mouth, then closed his eyes. Delicious. Then his eyelids flew open as an idea popped into his head. Hey, like, listen up, my dudes. And did us. <laughs> we should, like, have another party for our main dude, Honey Badger. Yeah? But, like, actually help out this time, you mean? He clucked and bobbed his head. I pinky promise to make the decorations this time. Owl raised a wing. I will set the table, Dole offered. <gasps> and this time, I will, like, make the most tubular, radicalist cake in the history of, like, ever. <laughs> a very sticky languor leapt onto his shoulder. And I'll help with the frosting. Uh, can someone else blow up the balloons, please? Porcupine giggled. <laughs> but I can bring the cups and plates. Crocodile, owl, doll, <laughs> languor, and peacock all held their bellies and laughed with porcupine, then tiptoed away from their sleeping friend. <laughs> Ha ha ha!
The next day, Honey Badger's cheeks burned red and he couldn't stop smiling as his friends dragged him into the clearing. Honey Badger, bro, I baked you a carrot cake, man. Crocodile flashed a toothy smile from behind a mountain of orange frosting. Oh, righteous. I know it's like your favorite. And I blew up the balloon. Langer scampered up a tree and batted at the colorful spheres dotting the wide branches. And I picked the best flowers just for you. Owl pointed proudly to the rainbow of blossoms gathered in the middle of the table. Wow. (laughs) Honey Badger took a minute to admire his friend's hard, thoughtful work. Uh, thank you, he gushed and gathered them all in for a scaly, prickly, feathery, slightly sticky group hug. (laughs) You're the best, he beamed at them. Right back at you, honey baby! Dole wagged her tail and nodded at Porcupine, who clicked out a beat with his quills. Now let's dance! Hooray! They all jumped up and promised to dance until dawn. Oh, righteous! And this time, they actually kept their word. The end. So, what did you think? Uh, I think I really needed to hear that one today, Meg. Yeah? How come? Well, like, when I'm mad, like, everything gets all buzzy and it feels like my brain's on fire, but the story, like, gave me a chance to calm down and take a look at the situation with fresh eyes. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I did, like, promise Sneak that he could have a turn with Cactus, just like all the animals actually agreed to help Honey Badger. Instead of lazing around all day on their tiny little spiny heinies. Uh, anyway, fair's fair. And I would be, like, super mad if you broke a promise you made me. <gasps> Does this mean Cactus gets to boogie her bristly little booty off in my teeny weeny ice cream disco skate park roller ring? Well, yeah, but always having to share everything all the time isn't fair either. Like, sometimes I need things to be just mine for a bit so I can enjoy them in my own way. Ooh, you mean without many disco balls and ant-sized roller skates and a half pipe made out of old cat food cans? Yeah. Um, so, like, I promise to let you play with Cactus if you, like, promise to give me some space to hang out with her on my own. Dealy willy peely, sissy missy pants. Holy coconuts. Hot peacock honey balls. We're back on track, people. <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, it seems like we've got one unstick trick for when someone breaks a promise. Give them some space to cool down and, like, take another look at the situation. Um, oh, and you might actually actually need to ask a grown-up for help with this one, um, especially if you're feeling angry. <gasps> Lucky leaping lizard gizzards! Now we get to hear even more on Sticky Trickies! <laughs> yep, here are Kaden and Leo with what they recommend doing when someone breaks a promise. Our friend Kaden, who's seven, said that he would probably feel sad, but he would most likely give the promise breaker another chance to be a good friend. 
Hi, my name is Leo and I'm 10 years old. And what I do when someone breaks a promise is maybe I might like need some space from that person for a little bit, but like then I like try to talk about it and like if they can like make it up to me. But if not, that's okay. I mean like I'm a kind of guy that like forgives people, but I would be a little frustrated and I try to talk it over. Yeah, those are, like, actually good ideas. You can bet your floppy little flapjacks they are. (laughs) Thanks, Kaden and Leo. Yes, thank you, listeners. If you have an unstick trick you use when someone breaks a promise, we'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstick tricks. Okay, that's it. We finished our ninth episode of Story Pillar Season 2. Well, jingle my jazzy little jelly beans. Self high five. Blam! Uh, I don't think jelly beans jingle, Sneak. Let's jingle mingle quingle. Uh, <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll have new full episodes every other Monday and mini episodes. <gasps> sneak attack! And Benometer Checks. On the weeks in between. Grown-ups, if your child has a story suggestion, an unstick trick to share, or just wants to say hi, check out StoryPillar.com. Also, if you and your kids love StoryPillar as much as we love StoryPillar, please consider supporting us on Ko-fi. It's just like Patreon, but with fewer fees, and every little bit helps us create more fantastic episodes for your family's ears. Check out the link in the episode notes. As always, a giant thank you to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song, and a huge tastic self high five for Denise Flores for writing our story this week, and to Neve McAuliffe for tackling our audio. And grown ups, don't forget to disco your doll poles on over to Instagram. Uh, I don't think dolls ride on poles, Sneak. Only when they visit Instagram. Sneak. <laughs> Our handle is at sign StoryPillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Ellison, who does our awesome episode cover art on mkellisonart.com. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Okay. Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Remember, dealing with broken promises is tough. Try giving your friend space to cool down and take an honest look at the situation. Or, like Caden and Leo suggested, talk it out with your friend and consider giving them another chance. Whatever you choose, you got this. And we'll be here cheering you on. <laughs>